ITVT. Hi, this is Radio ITVT. I'm Tracy Swedlow, Editor-in-Chief and Founder of the Daily News and Views publication, Interactive TV Today. We're at ITVT.com. You can also find out more about our upcoming executive conference, The TV of Tomorrow Show, at thetvoftomorrowshow.com. It's June 12th and 13th in San Francisco. Today on Radio ITVT, in an exclusive interview, I speak with Michael Greger, founder of Velop.tv, V-E-L-O-P-E dot TV, an interactive studio for emerging platforms. I also speak with Austin Hunter, founder of Glamzy, G-L-A-M-Z-Y dot com. It's the company behind the mobile makeup app of the same name. These companies have just co-developed Glamzy into an app to be deployed on a number of well-known connected TV platforms, such as Google TV, Viziovia, Samsung, LG, and Roku. We discuss what the app can do, the challenges within the connected TV developer ecosystem, and multi-platform development to get full connected app experiences like this to the home viewers, why they've built the application and what they hope to learn, the business model, and future thinking about how this app will work with broadcast programming. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Hi, Tracy. Hi. I, actually, could you introduce yourself so the uh, listeners can recognize your voice? Please. Sure. Hi. This is Michael Greger of Vela. Um, I'm the founder, and um, uh, I'm happy to be here today. And uh, this is Austin Hunter, the creator of Glamzy. Well, great. I'm very glad to have you here. And as I said in the introduction, uh, Velop is an, uh, an interactive studio specializing in application development. And Glamzy is, would you call yourself the same thing, Austin? Uh, um, yeah, I would. I mean, it's a, uh, a makeup platform. I think it's just a, a way to get out there and um, kind of create a platform for artists and, and people who are interested in the application. Well, I think it's interesting that you uh, that you chose to do this kind of an application. Uh, and it's exciting that you're bringing this to the connected TV marketplace. As I said in the, uh, in the introduction, uh, this is going to be on, um, I think it's already on Google TV, correct? Well, that's where we're bringing it. Um, really, our plan is to enhance the Glamzy product offering by adding uh, multi-screen type of behavior where you can author and work on the device and see that result on the television um, and whatever Mm -hmm. other sort of uh, interoperability uh, type of features make sense. Um, And really, given the fact that Glamzy already is a a multi-device, multi-platform iOS and Android uh, application, uh, there are some emerging platforms like Google TV that, that will support Android. Uh, so for all of us, it's really a a bit of a, a dive into seeing how we can take an existing successful mobile application and bring it over to TV uh, and sort of see the the what's involved in that and just see how much how far we can stretch what we've already done uh, and then also apply Velop's expertise to uh, the connected TV space and app building to try to make that go as smoothly as possible. Well, as I was trying to allude to before, I think this is a very interesting type of application to bring to a connected environment. And um, just to finish that last point out, Google TV, Vizio, Via, V-I-A, <coughs> I don't, um, 
and then Samsung, LG, and Roku. But doing makeup, uh, you know, is a huge popular thing to do on YouTube. You know, they get thousands of views or millions of views. These lots of men, and, uh, girls, and boys, all kinds of people. Uh, it's is that, and you're bringing this to the connected TV experience, correct? I mean, is this um, what inspired you to try to create this application? Because I don't think it exists in a connected TV environment yet. Uh, it might be fascinating to see how it plays on the big screen as opposed to just staring on your computer. Right. Well, I mean, there's. Uh, as Mike said, there's uh, an Android version, iOS version, um, version, and we're constantly getting people asking, you know, can you bring it to the Nook and can you bring it to this device? And given that TV is such a big market, I think there'll be plenty of interest there. Um, and, you know, it opens it up, bigger screen, um, more detail, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to carry over much of the features from the mobile experience. Are there any, I mean, why don't you explain, you know, in your own words, exactly what somebody can do? I mean, uh, you know, putting on makeup, uh, being able to, you know, uh, use a pretend sort of illustration of what you could do. Could you explain it in more depth, what it can do? And also let me know if there are any social uh, components. Okay, sure, yeah. Um, Well, GlamZ is a makeup application. Uh, Basically, you're creating face charts to explore creative types of makeup or even... um, you know, just enhance your skills. We have very young users, girls who are first learning the funnel makeup and they want to explore and be creative with it. Um, so you're able to go through the application, choose a face shape, um, which gives a little bit of uh, customization to um, whether you're working with clients or your own face shape. Uh, and then you can go through and choose uh, different styles if you want to put on a whole lot of makeup or just a, a kind of subtle appearance to makeup. Um, and from there, you can kind of take it wherever you'd like. Uh, we have people being really creative with it. Um, other people are just kind of trying to uh, work on their skills and um, practice the makeup. Um, and from there, there's, there's um, several different lines of makeup in the application currently, um, from MAC and um, Makeup Forever. Uh, so you're actually using real colors and real names of makeup. Um, and there are several different functionalities to um, brush sizes and being able to copy one side to the other. Um, and then once it's done, you can uh, share multiple features. There's a way to share the colors that you've used, um, actually email the canvas that you've um, created. Uh, the colors would also go along with that so that people know what colors you used and how you applied them. Um, but also there's a uh, website we have called uh, spotlight.glamsy, and this is a way to see other people's canvases and the face charts that they've created, um, and you can like them and comment on them and see what colors they've used so that you can kind of carry it over to um, your own creations. Now, I mean, as a female, I know that if I were to do something like this, I'd like to be able to you know, come up with whatever my solution was and then maybe a plan, print that out, or buy it immediately in that experience. Mm-hmm. Are you thinking? Are you thinking commerce here, or and you know what's the? Well, I'll ask you the next question. But what? I mean, after you've answered that one, can you sure. do that yet? What are you thinking about? Sure, I, I think our that's part of sort of the product development exercise that we're undergoing as well, uh, into looking how to monetize this experience. Um, and I think, you know, we've, we've got a few leads there, uh, 
and and I think you know th there are various ways to do so, and you know we haven't pinned down anything in particular yet, but it's definitely part of our exercise and a part of this next release. Well, Michael, why don't you tell me about developing this application? What's involved sure. in making this a really great you know connected TV app across sure. platforms? Well, well, you know, I, I, I don't know if, if if you've played around on any of these uh, apps platforms on either, you know, the Vizio or the Samsung or the LG devices, um, but um, you'll find that as soon as you get out of the, the premium applications, such as Netflix or Hulu, you know, along those lines, um, the, the offerings are pretty shallow um, and uh, pretty, I don't know, uh, vapor-ish. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. And what, what, you know, a compelling user experience um, on a device and, and on TV, I think there's a, a, a significant lack of those available. So for us, from a technology point of view, it allows us to sort of exercise uh, the, the new and emerging multi-screen experience uh, and capabilities on these platforms to bring that the already compelling experience on the mobile over to the multi-screen or, or TV uh, devices. So, you know, there's there's no better place to view uh, a, a larger format, high-resolution image than your, you know, HD TV in your living room um, and kind of combining that lean-back and interactive experience of using the tablet as the interaction mechanism to, to draw things on these templates um, is a, a sure win as far as we're concerned. Um, you know, so from a from a technology point of view, it's going to be a bit of a struggle because there's a lot of fragmentation in the space. There really there are some standards as far as what run times are available, like Flash or uh, WebKit. But um, you know, we don't. Given our experience, we don't necessarily expect that there will be a lot of consistency from one platform to another, and for us, again, it, it really is an exercise in exploring what those are with this real application um, and, 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 and and applying that to, you know, applying, gaining knowledge from that so that we can, you know, ha extend our framework uh, to, uh, to be able to uh, kind of accomplish those same uh, tasks uh, again in the future. I agree with you that the, the apps that are available on these uh App stores. So most of them are very, very uh, shallow. I agree with you. And you know the the whole evolution of what an app looks like on an, in a connected environment. Um, you know we're still seeing the very early days of what those things look like, and and even whether or not they can incorporate video. So speaking of which, so is this experience um, developing an application on a connected platform? Is that still only um, you're only able to use still images or you know, simple graphics, or could you incorporate um, interactive video in some way, or video in general, on-demand video in a in graphical environment on, on any of these platforms? We, you can, you can. I mean, they yeah, you can. Like, well, you know, there are a lot of them that have video that do on-demand video, but are you incorporating a full-blown interactive application um, that's robust with the on-demand video? Or how, like, I, how limited know, is it? Well, you know, I mean, in this particular application, I don't think that we really have a use for video, although things like advertisements and things like that, we might work in depending on sort of how we extend the, the revenue model on it. Um, we might have a ad-based uh, uh, free version. Um, so if that's the case, then then we will incorporate video ads. I mean, the, the ability to do, I, I wouldn't exactly call it full motion, 30 frames per second, high definition, 
uh, user interfaces. Uh, it still is a bit clunky, and 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 uh, uh, the, the the platform doesn't have the platforms do not have a lot of power. But I would say that the 2012 and models going forward, you know, definitely do allow for some interactivity, um, some animation, and some sort of rich user experience. And I think that we'll be able to bring a lot of what we see uh, on in the Glamzy mobile app to a, a similar type of experience on the connected devices. And how do you think that uh, that this will work in, in amongst all the other app stores that are, I mean, all the other apps that are on these stores? Do you think sure. Well, you know that it's that's the thing. In some ways, given that that you know this, we're embarking on this uh, to learn a lot. I mean, we we've been there, we've been through the process, we've released other applications in the past, uh, but um, really, uh, the, the the this generation of connected TVs and, and set top boxes does offer do offer more sort of capabilities. How do you think this app in particular will play? within an app store. We talked earlier about the fact that so many of these apps are very shallow. This is a, a more of a full-blown, uh, you know, useful service for people. How do you think it will exist? Have you done any research, um, Austin and Michael? Have you done any research to see what uh, how an app like this could could uh, be embraced by the people who are, you know, who actually have a connected TV in their home? Sure. Well, you know, not any particular research more than just looking through the content that's currently available on the various platforms. Uh, we have devices from each CE manufacturer. We've contributed apps in the past, and we sort of know what's out there. Um, and, you know, there there really is a, a lack of quality content. Um, we think that um, we'll have just as good a chance as at, at people taking a look and, 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 and trying out our application as any other uh, people basically browse these catalogs by icons and read little descriptions, but we think we'll be able to retain uh, their, the users by having a, an experience that's just really something that they would expect to see. It, it's really going to live up to their expectations of what an app should be. Uh, the mobile piece already does and has an installed user base, and as soon as we bring it to multi-screen and TV, I think that uh, we'll, we'll be able to sort of sustain that uh, experience and uh, provide it, it the type of experience that, that people would expect to see when they when they launch an app on a television. Did you say and, this and to add to that a little bit? Oh, sure. Yeah, I was going to say to add to that a little bit. I think part of it is exploring these frameworks and to find out what the limitations are. Um, and maybe that's the reason why a lot of these applications um, aren't successful on TV uh, is just setting up a development environment is difficult and um, you know finding out what how well the SDK works and just you know getting in there and playing with it and then exploring the options and finding out how well the drawing APR, APIs are um, when we're porting some of this over to um, you know see if what the limitations are and and if we can maintain feature parity and and make sure that the the experience is carried over to uh the TV experience. Are you experienced? Yeah. Are you uh, go ahead, sorry. No, I was going to say you know and beyond the the premium apps what you know when you see this content it's it really seems like most of this content is content that's been ported over from very simple content ported over from mobile uh and you know stuff that that really is just, it really feels like they're just trying to fill up their content catalogs and offer something. Um, and, you know, from for for a independent company uh, or a, a small group of independent companies to come together 
to, uh, you know, sort of rise to the occasion and, and not be paid by one of these CE manufacturers or, or sort of a subscription service to, to, to apply their, their capabilities and to flex the mu their muscles uh, on these platforms, you know, I think it's a, it's, it's a win for the platform companies because that's their whole, you know, in the end, uh, really, they need to attract developers and they need to develop an ecosystem of, of apps developers so that the consumers that are going to be using and, and purchasing these apps, uh, you know, will have decent content to, to, to utilize. So which of these platforms um, are, would you say, are supporting the, you know, creation of a, a good developer ecosystem and, you know, with SDKs and things? Which of these that you've named are you? Uh... Definitely Samsung. Um, definitely mm -hmm. LG, um, uh, definitely Roku, definitely Google TV. Um, so uh, Vizio is more uh, currently uh, their existing Via suite is more of a uh, you know uh, private business relationship. Uh, they do use the Yahoo widget framework, um, so it, it is open to some degree. But um, so I, I actually shouldn't say that. I should say that Vizio does have the ability to be an open platform as well. So really, all of them. I mean, it is unusual. That, um, I mean, it, the emergence of the application developer for connected TV is still, you know, we're still seeing this come along. There aren't that many. Well, like you said, the ones that are out there are like these little Korean companies that Samsung or, you know, LG have found to build, you know, some little uh, app that where you could see the phases of the moon or something. It's pretty, you know, all important, interesting stuff. But uh, why do you think it's taking such a long time for people to embrace Sure. I, you know, I think there, there's there's a massive amount of disruption in this space. I think, uh, you know, the effort itself uh, to to port an app or to, to create an app and, and have it work on all of the various platforms is, is you know, exceeds most uh, people's budgets. Um, you know, Android, uh, potentially iOS with the Apple TV devices, uh, Samsung, LG, they all sort of have variations in the way that their platforms work, and so they sort of require, you know, a, a significant amount of effort, even if you have some commonality, like a, a, using a web browser between the two platforms. So really it's kind of a, a cost barrier to entry, I think, to developing a product uh, that, uh, you know, people are going to use. But I tell you what, you know, I, I, I'm, all, I'm, I'm the group moderator of the Connected TV Professionals group on LinkedIn and uh, recently became that moderator. Uh, the group had about 500 people uh, before I was made moderator about a month ago, and I've been approving about five to maybe seven people a day on that group. And by checking out their profiles, I've been surprised at, you know, the, the number of folks I see that are working for companies that are offering services in the connected TV space. Uh, so it is it is kind of surprising that we don't see more quality content given that, you know, it does seem like there are folks out there doing this and that this, uh, this new platform is attracting uh, pro professional level software development. And also, what's the business model here for you? Um, well, I think it's to just, I mean, I think it's awareness um, is the first part of it, just to get the application on as many platforms as possible um, and to create a unified experience where people are enjoying the, the social aspect and are able to share canvases 
uh, and learn. Um, and I think with that, we're looking at a, a white label version where um, companies can um, license Glamzy and actually have their name. So maybe it doesn't even um, become a Glamzy app. Maybe it's um, XYZ company's makeup um, application or um, selling makeup through the application is one other option. Um, and so, you know, there's there's multiple ways we can go with this, and I think we're just really trying to uh, get the foundation laid and then see what uh, approach makes the most sense once we, we have a uh, multi-platform experience that we're happy with. I'd like to see one of these uh, fashion programs, you know, on, on, uh, on the networks. Uh, pick up your app. Use it, you know, rename it like the Project Runway, you know, makeup app or whatever it would be, right? Uh, there's a show called Fashion Star or something like that. And, and then they would promote it inside the show and ask their viewers to come up with, you know, different solutions. And it's probably the makeup shows too, I think. Doesn't that sound like a good idea? That's great. That's- yeah, absolutely. And even uh, HSN could pick it up uh, mm-hmm. and, like you say, could potentially even be selling pieces. I, I like the idea of having the social aspect uh, where people can share what they've done and link over to the application and design their own. Um, I think it would be great if you, if within the app, for example, you would say, well, let's see a video of, of how you've applied this plan, this uh, face chart, as you say. Let's see you do a video. Can you upload your your piece, maybe it is connected to YouTube, and you know, as these you know, these platforms can pull up a a YouTube link. Yep, and there's also the possibility of having in-store kiosks um, set up. Currently, if you go to uh, like a Mac counter, um, they have these charts where you can thumb through paper booklets, um, and maybe there's a possibility of getting in there and replacing those with iPads, for instance. Um, and so, as customers come in, they can either be shown. Uh, how to apply makeup on a face chart, showing different colors through that, or even just sit down at a counter and play with an app very similar to Glamzy, um, um, but it's a a detailed and very curated version to a particular store that uh, sells makeup, like the Mac counter, for instance. Well, it would be great to actually either take your iPad with you or pick it up on the kiosk, pick up your profile, you know, your account um, um, for this application and say, this is what I want. Can you do it? Right. Yep. Actually, uh, uh, I wanted to ask very quickly, because we're going to need to uh, go because the end of our show. You talked earlier uh, before we got on the show here about uh, versus HTML5. Are, are you moving towards um, deploying HTML5 or using HTML5 as a development environment for any of these apps? We are, actually. Uh, we're all uh, deeply entrenched uh, in our in the Vel- at the VELOP lab uh, developing our HTML5 TV UI framework. Uh, most of the apps that we've done in the past, which you can see on our VELOP.TV slash projects page, uh, have been built uh, using the StageCraft runtime, which is the Flash runtime on TV. Uh, and, you know, really, the in, again, in 2012, the the... LG and Samsung have released versions of the WebKit browser uh, on their devices. Google TV already supports a version of that. So uh, we're seeing uh, the potential to leverage HTML5 uh, and have and try to stretch the effort, you know, across multiple platforms with minimal impact, uh, on, you know, making changes per platform. So we're we're very busy uh, porting over our our UI framework to to work in HTML5. 
Um, so it's been, it's, we've been sort of, for us, it's been a, a fun exercise uh, in, in discovery and in and, and learning. And when is this going to be available on, on these platforms? Sure. Um, well, we're targeting Q4 2012, um, and we should have beta stuff up in, in Q3. Okay, great. And will it be free, or will you have to pay? Well, I'll let off. I guess you said I'll earlier it's going to be just for visibility, right? So. Well, go ahead, Austin. Uh, well, I think it will be both. Um, the current model we have now is a free version, um, which has a lot of the functionality built in. Um, there is a paid version uh, just to support the app at this point, um, but, but we're moving towards a more open platform, and we're trying to, to get as many people uh, involved as possible. And when we get the feedback from um, some of the users, it's great, and so it, it kind of motivates us to um, share more and make it more accessible. So there will definitely always be a free version of it um, and a paid version for those who want to get a little bit more in-depth and um, are at more of a professional level. All right, sounds good. Gentlemen, I'm going to have to go, but I really appreciate your being here sharing this uh, good news with us. I'm very uh, excited to um, have you be, uh, you know, uh, putting something out, out else out there in the connected TV environment, the interactive TV environment. We want to see more original work being done like this. Uh, so uh, I've seen the pictures, and maybe we'll um, be able to have an example up on our site. Thank you so much. That's great. That, that sounds great. Thank you very much, Tracy. We really appreciate you uh, giving us the attention on ITVT. Uh, it means a lot to us. Oh, no problem. Yeah, Maybe we'll see you at TVOT. Thanks, Austin. Uh-huh. And, and Michael. Excellent. Take care. Uh, we've just been speaking with uh, Michael Greger, who's the founder of Velop.tv, which is V-E-L-O-P-E, as in Edward.tv, and also Austin Hunter, who's also the founder and CEO of his company called Glamzy, G-L-A-M-Z-Y.com. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Take care. This is Tracy Swedlow, Editor-in-Chief of Interactive TV Today, and we're at ITVT.com. Make sure you go to thetvoftomorrowshow.com to find out information about our upcoming conference June 12th and 13th in San Francisco. Take care. ITVT.